Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome to WWD's uh, Voices and Happy New Year. Uh, today we have a really special guest, uh, Chris Fox, who is the Chief Sustainability Officer at Haynes Brands. Welcome to WWD Voices. My name is Arthur Zachwitz. Today we have a special guest, Chris Fox, who's the Chief Sustainability Guru. Is that yeah, something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, for Haynes Brands. And um, yeah, before we get started, we're going to talk about sustainability. But uh, the question of the day is boxes or briefs? <laughs> How about both? How about the politically correct answer in both? We love them all, right? We make a lot of underwear. We love them all. So uh, yeah, so we, uh, you offer a lot. I mean, Haynes Brands, you get this tops, bottoms. It's yep. um, if innerwear, uh, lots of champion. Stuff. Yep, right. Big good brands. Um, tell us about you know before we we started hitting the record button. Uh, you had mentioned um, what differentiates Haynes Brands from yeah. uh, from others uh, in the market on the, on the sustainability front. Maybe walk us through that. Yeah, uh, sure. and, and kind of the core, you know, the the pillars of. Uh, that that guides and helps informs uh, your business strategies. Sure, and uh, and first of all, Arthur, thanks again so much for, yeah. for for having me. It's a it's a pleasure to be here. I'm uh, I'm thrilled to to have the opportunity. And um, so yeah, as, as I was mentioning before, we as you said before we hit the record button, um, we we really are unique in this space. There are only a couple of others like us. Um, in, in that we own the, the vast majority of our own supply chain, um, the, the sewing operations, the textile operations, um, and, and we have, you know, roughly 50,000 or so manufacturing level employees around the world and, and, and have for, you know, literally going back a hundred years, you know, we literally start as a, you know, really as a manufacturing company and, and, and have taken that through our history and, and, and because of that, because, they're our own people. Um, they're our own management teams. It's it's our brick and mortar. They're our communities. You know, that's the communities where all of our people are, are living and working and raising their kids, um, just like you and I, right? Um, you, we we think we we, um, we we come at the sustainability um, issue slash issues um, from a really different perspective than than the the vast majority of the rest of the industry that has that pure contracted model um, that a hundred percent of their supply chain is somebody else's and and, and that lens we think um, has us thinking about these issues really differently than most I, I think um, one of the challenges let's step back a little bit what are the challenges of I mean, just in general, the industry, like, what is its face? Like, what do we have to do to really move the needle on sustainability as an industry? Does it mean owning the supply chain? Um, It's, you know, I don't think, I I think it's a huge advantage in from a sustainability perspective when, when, when you own it, you've got, again, kind of, they're, they're, they're your people, they're, they're, they're your facilities. Um, You've got direct visibility to them, right? You've got direct relationships with them. You can impact them that much more directly. 
And conversely, and how it, I think it's become um, such an advantage for us is that we can invest in them um, and invest in um, sustainability projects and actually get the direct financial return. Right. And um, and where we've been so successful in that space is our big focus on renewable energy. Um, you know, we've invested millions of dollars in biomass facilities, um, renewable steam and power facilities that are two big textile mills. And um, quite honestly, and we've said this publicly in a, in, a, in a range of forums over the years, that's literally saved us hundreds of millions of dollars over the last 15 years. Yeah, no, no, and that's a good point because uh, you have, also have to have a different window, a, a different when you're setting goals, right? Absolutely. You're not talking quarter to quarter. You're totally talking longer term return on investment, right? Absolutely. And and when you're the entity that gets the the benefit of those financial direct financial benefits to to those investments, um, you know, you're much more likely to make them. Um, but um, you know, at, at the end of the day, we, we we've got the, the kind of the ultimate close relationship in owning them. Um, but I think um, what we're seeing the trend in the industry, and for us, it's that remaining thirty percent. For most, it's the hundred percent is much closer relationships with um, your supply chain, and, and and I think that there's the both the necessity and the uh, the drive um, the directive from so many of our stakeholders to know our supply chains that much better um, and be able to trace back into our supply chains that much more effectively and uh, and so I think that there's a lot of pressure and for us it's not as great because of that own model but there's a lot of pressure out there to know your supply chain um, that much better than you did especially five ten years ago. To, uh, walk us through the the three P's: the people, yeah. product, planet. Yeah, sure, happy to. Um, the it, and again, I think it's a it's a bit of an outgrowth of of our model too. Is um, because we own so much of that manufacturing, um, we really think about these issues very holistically, right? It's it's sustainability for us is not just about how much recycled polyester shows up in a t-shirt right, right. um it, it it it's about the full swath of 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 what we've defined as our three main pillars of people you know your impact on people your impact directly on the employees that you're that you are um employing our associates um it's our communities it's the 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 local community um, that um, that we're living and working in. Um, it, it is about our um, our planet it, it as well. Um, you know what um, what is our energy portfolio? For us, it's a move to renewables um, and a goal to get to 100% renewable electricity. Um, and, and it is about product, right? That's an important aspect of it as well. We want to move to 100% sustainable cotton and recycled or biodegradable polyester, for example. Um, but uh, but for us, it's not just about any one of those pieces. It really is about all three, and, and thinking about these issues really holistically. What is the? Um, how do you approach the transparency? Like, I mean, we hear a lot of consumers. They want they they want to support purpose driven brands that yep. you know that are sustainable and have ethical practices. Um, so, as how do you do that? How do you? show consumers that you're doing that stuff well we when we launched our our new set of long-term goals our 2025 and 2030 goals and it's just about two years ago um we did so through hbi sustains.com 
um, and that's our website, our publicly our, our public reporting vehicle, um, where we have, and it is packed full of information. And certainly encourage um, um, you know all the listeners to, to to go there, take a look. There's a tremendous amount of detail there. There's some summary reports that are easily downloadable. Um, but we think transparency is critically important. Um, and, and again, I think the, the customers demanding it, the consumers are demanding it, the investors are demanding it, um, regulators are demand, demanding it more and more. Um, I, I really do believe this is going to become much more regulated space going forward. And uh, and being really transparent about what we do, we think is is really important to meet those stakeholder needs. And um, and our tool, our vehicle is that HBI Sustains website. But it, um, you mentioned the, the customers, the, your retail partners. How does that? How does that work? I mean, I imagine you know, like 10, 15 years ago, uh, you know, folks were trying to be more sustainable. It was kind of there's some awkward steps. Are you in step with your retail partners and and their goals? And how does that work? Yeah, absolutely, we are. Um, we've um, we've had long standing. I've been in the space for a long time, probably fifteen plus years directly in the space. Um, and, and have worked with our major retail partners almost the entire time. And, and so, um, you know, I've said to many, and I think many, many agree, the, 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 you know, many of these issues are climate, for example, right? It is our big, really complex issues that none of us are going to be able to figure out on our own, right? Um you know, packaging, for example, um, y- y- you know, we're not going to be able to, to make the types of strides that we want to on packaging without having our retail partners on board. And we can't do this alone. And we've recognized for a long time that you need to be working with a range of others, including your your big retail partners on these issues if, if we're going to move the needle. Um, so we've had longstanding relationships with with our key retail customers in this space. Talk about it, if you can. Um you know, maybe I'm a retailer, maybe you know, manufacturer or vendor. Where do I start if I'm, if I'm going to set sustainability goals? That's a good, like, that's a good question. It's a good, yeah. How can I? I want to do good. Where do I start? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question, actually. And um, obviously, we're a big enterprise. We've been around a long time. We've we've uh, we focused on these issues for for a long, long time. This is not new space to us. Um, you know, as I said, I've, I, I've been, you know, directly involved in leading this work here at, at this company for 15 plus years. Um, but I think to step back, especially for for smaller companies um, that 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 aren't packed full of the resources that we've got as a larger one is is starting small and, and starting, you know, I, I think in in space that's most relevant to you um, and or that you're most passionate about. Um, y- you know, you as an organization may be most passionate about the people aspects of sustainability. And so focus on that. Um, y- you know, there, there are a lot um, because the, the barrier to entry is pretty small. There are a lot that have focused on product. You know, what are the things that I can do around my small niche brand um, from a product perspective that are meaningful? Um, so I, I think it's quite frankly, I think it's it's focusing first on the things that you and your organization are most passionate about and grow it from there. What is the um, so you mentioned you've been in space 15 years. Um, what talks like what has changed? Like uh, maybe the, what, the arc of an evolution of, you know, like, let's be more sustainable. Let's implement these practices. Uh, you know, n- another good question, Arthur. Um, I, I've. 
I've obviously I've seen a lot of change over the years, and it's not just within this industry, but I think yeah. it's about ESG and sustainability as a whole. In the apparel space, it really started, and this is go, goes back. I've been with the company for pushing twenty five years, um, um, and, and this goes back to my early days at the company. In the apparel space, um, m- most of the ex external pressure uh, was more on the labor side, the human rights side, um, than it was on environmental. Um, And so, um, you know, we have been very engaged in our human rights program, our labor compliance program for, you know, pushing 25 years. Um, and, And I've seen the the emphasis, and again, if you're talking about the three pillars, the, the emphasis heavily on people um, 15, 20 years ago. Now, like a lot of other things, moving more so into the environment and, in, and into product. Um, and certainly the, the ramp up of the focus on, on energy, on climate, on greenhouse gas emissions has, um, ha- has, has grown exponentially really in the last five years. Um, and, and and as I was saying, I think the 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 forward trend and and going backwards um, from labor to to the 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 first real focus on the environment has largely been voluntary, right? Mm-hmm. It has been third party stakeholder pressure and directives to to push companies to to go in a in in a certain direction. Um, but what I think now is happening the kind of the voluntary nature of what you do in the space is now turning into um regulated policy driven policy driven regulator driven um lawyer driven (laughs) um i'm a lawyer by training um a reformed lawyer by 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 uh by choice um but but i think it's going to go from voluntary space to quite frankly, fairly heavily regulated space um, in the next five to ten years. Um, so that's that's where I see things going. What, 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 where is the, I guess the, um, the moment when, you know, the industry says, okay, we we have to be more aggressive. Or, uh, for example, like like you look at inflation and the price of um, energy it keeps going up, right? So, is that a wake up call for a lot of, for a lot of companies? And I'm sure you guys feel the impact as well. And so, like, when is that 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 tipping point where you say, okay, this is the moment? Uh, have we reached it? it re- and and reached kind of what moment? Well, what do you what do you mean by, by well, that? you know? I mean, uh, this may sound a little harsh. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of companies out there that just can kind of do greenwashing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, when is the moment when we say, okay, now we really have to adjust this, you know, whether it's climate, whether it's, um, you know, uh, a dyes in, in products. Yeah. No, I, I think the moment is now. I, I, I think, um, and, and certainly in the, in the discussions we have with, you know, the kind of that broad range of stakeholders, the, the, the time is now. Um, and, and again, we've been at this for a long time. I believe that it's just the right way to run a business, um, for decades, literally. Um, um, and there are a lot of folks in the last three to five years that have kind of jumped on this bandwagon, right? Because it, um, it it seemingly is what people want to hear. Um, and, and that certainly is, is, is not us. Um, but again kind of i think it at the the end of the day that the time is now the, the time to take it seriously is now for a whole range of of right reasons um and f- for those that don't believe it's the right time 
a, a regulator is going to tell you it's the right time. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can jump on and be serious about this because it's the right thing to do and you should. Um, but even if you don't, some other third party is going to tell you you have to. So you might as well get over it. All right, so we're gonna uh, we just have a few minutes left, but we're gonna yeah, circle sure. back to to um, to the first thing we talked about, uh, which is having a you know, owning the supply chain, right? So yeah. when I think about that, that it, it's good business, right? So it's sustainable and it's good Absolutely. for the line, right? Absolutely. No, I um, listen as I as I mentioned a few minutes ago, you know, our big focus on renewables, and this is going back fifteen years, Arthur. Um, um, has literally saved us hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And um, as we launched our, our packaging reduction goals, our plastic reduction goals, um, my focus and my um, kind of mandate to, to, to our team, our relatively small team that are driving these things, is let's go after this first on how it can save us money. Um, and if we can figure out ways in packaging reduction to save millions of dollars, we're going to hit our sustainability goals. And we're also going to pull the, the CFO along for the ride even that much more, more so than he otherwise might have been. And so there are a tremendous amount of cost savings opportunities in particular in this space. Um, and, and honestly, our, our focus just in the last um, year, our heightened focus just in the last year, on packaging, just chatting with one of my team members um, earlier this week, um, we're going to probably save between five and seven million dollars this year. Um, real money, you know, yeah. even for a big enterprise, it, right. real money. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's the right way to right way to run a business from 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 a legal and ethical perspective, honestly. Um, but but it absolutely can have direct and immediate impact on on the P and L. And uh, and I think you've got to talk to both audiences, right? Um, right? You, you know, I, I think you've to be effective. Um, you've got to go after these issues for all the right reasons, but you also need to go after them from the perspective of of, of how it can have immediate positive financial impact on your company. And and does Wall Street get it? Are they you know are they supportive? Absolutely. Um, not not only supportive, but um, d d demanding of the efforts. Um, you know, the the investor community. I've, I've said for for a number of years now. Um, in fact, I've got a couple of calls next week. Um, that five years ago we were talking to the investor community about this space a couple times a year, maybe. Um, and, and now it's multiple times per quarter. Yeah. And, and so the investment community is not only supportive, but but it's an expectation of the investor community. So um, in closing, you know, you, you mentioned that um, you, you kind of a heightened priority uh, is around packaging. Yeah. Uh, and anything else in, on the horizon that, uh, you know, we need to keep an eye out on? Um, yeah, I, I, I think. It, and again, it's probably not a, a, a hyper focus on any one thing. Um, uh, you know, as we've we've talked over the the last fifteen or twenty minutes, you know, for for us, it is, it is a focus on all of it. Um, you know, it is people. You know, arguably to us, and and I think to many, uh, the most important of any of the of the pillars. Um, a continued big focus on on our people in particular. Um, a a, um, a real heavy focus on scope three emissions. And one thing we haven't talked about yet is um, is the work that we're doing with P and G around cold water wash. Okay. 
and convincing the consumer that um, they should wash in cold. And uh, really excited about that partnership. In fact, I have some more discussions on, on tap with, with the PNG folks next week. And what a lot of folks don't know, and my guess is it'll be you know a large number of, of the listener group, is um, the very vast majority of the greenhouse gases emitted over the life cycle of, say, a T-shirt, and this is going from the cotton field to right. when it's finally disposed of, actually occur in the laundry room and the vast majority of that is simply from heating water to wash and hot and you really don't need to wash and hot to, to effectively clean your clothes and if we can convince the world um, to to wash in cold that is probably the biggest impact that we can have um, in in the life cycle of a garment and so you're going to see see and hear a lot more about that in the coming years um, yeah. through our partnership with PNG. Yeah, it's a great company. Uh, you yeah, guys are a great company, company too. Um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's an education ploy, right? It is there. an education. That's absolutely it is. Um, it, uh, that's exactly what it is. Chris, thank you so much. Uh, oh, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Arthur. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.